Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's roundtable are my good friend, Jana, Jamie, Beth, Megan, and Tom. For today's roundtable, we're going to be discussing 1980s sci-fi movies. This is one of my favorite genres, uh, right up there with fantasies, and I was the perfect age in the 80s to just enjoy every single one of these amazing movies and I've been wanting to do a roundtable on this for so long and I'm so happy that I'm finally able to do this and I'm not going to talk a lot now we're just going to jump into the roundtable and take a listen to our discussion on 1980s sci-fi movies all right it's time for another roundtable and joining me are some really good friends of mine I have Jamie Hi, everyone. Beth. Hey there. Jana. Howdy. Tom. Hello. And Megan. Greetings. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're talking 1980s science fiction movies. This is my jam. I was 10 to 20 in the 80s. I've seen every one of these movies. I adored every one of these movies. And several of these movies are probably still in my top five of all-time favorite movies, which is crazy because, I mean, some of them are cheesy, and I admit... But I, the nostalgia there, I just, I just love them. Let's start with questions right off the bat. So there were quite a few huge hits in the 80s of science fiction movies. We're going to do a round robin and we're going to discuss one movie that we all loved. So uh, Jamie, you want to start? Uh, sure. I'm going to talk about Blade Runner. Okay. There is a movie I have seen several times and seen several various versions of it. And I don't think... I mean, I didn't see it when it first came out. I would have been too young, but it was, but when I did see it, I think in high school and I was just kind of like, huh, that's interesting. And then I saw it again in college and I was like, oh, I, I enjoy this movie. And I feel like it's one of those films where every time I see it, I actually enjoy it a little bit more. I mean, I own it now, but it, it kind of falls in there with like, hey, it came out at a moment where, why can't I think of his name? Harrison Ford mm-hmm. had already done Star Wars and he had already done Indiana Jones. And so this was a departure from probably for him. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, and it's a, it's a not a happy movie, but I really, just to look at it, I find it absolutely just stunningly like gorgeous to look at. Uh, and um, I, I just find the whole uh, area around it of, of just the feeling of like, is this real? Is my relationship with this person real? Like, what mm-hmm. is, is it um, to be interesting? And obviously, you know, here we are almost, I think it is 40 years this year after it came out. And it is now considered, you know, a cult classic. And we have a sequel to it now. But I, I do think it's a film that took a while to get into, or at least based on my experience, to kind of get into like the psyche of of uh you know film lovers and things like that and and to be like it did with me to become a favorite of mine yeah yeah i i'm like i saw it when i was younger i saw it when it came out and totally went over my head didn't enjoy it at all and i because of that first impression and i I enjoyed it a little bit i don't dislike movies normally i like everything but that impression of it really turned me off of it so i have not watched it since which i think i need to do go back and watch it again just because I think I will appreciate it more now that I'm older and I would understand it more. Yeah. Being in, in, uh, the first time I saw it, like not on you know, VHS or whatever on television. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was in college, they showed us, uh, a 35 millimeter print of it in a class. And that was, you know, interesting going to NYU film school is they did have a ton of movies and they had, you know, we watched back as well, you know, in Mm -hmm. class film and that was really needed i think that was you know it already had started to turn around for me a couple years earlier but i think it i really started appreciating you know the more filmmaker and aspects of it uh then and and have continued to do so since then yeah cool the noir aesthetic is something i've kind of grown into as an adult and when Mm -hmm. it came out i didn't find it as accessible and i think perhaps i also was heading into it with some expectations built upon the other sci-fi films that i'd already seen and were already mm-hmm. you know kind of nuts over so i think i was kind of expecting the same thing didn't get it and then didn't didn't get that expectation and then also didn't get the movie and just yep. didn't didn't appreciate it so I, I think i'm gonna do what kenny is gonna do and watch it again and based on jamie's recommendation kind of take another look at it i do have a friend for whom it's his absolute favorite film and i do respect his opinion as well yeah i have friends who swear by it and say it's the best yeah. thing in the world and i'm like i do need to check it out again 
And I got to give the sequel a chance because I want to see. I feel like, you know, I've seen Empire Strikes Back and, and, and Return of the Jedi a million times a piece. And I those might be more of what, or E.T. might be considered maybe my favorite favorites. But I do, I wanted to talk about Blade Runner because I didn't want to see the cracks because yeah. again, right. it's not only, I think, now considered a cult classic, but I do actually think that is finally, you know, considered to be one of the top science fiction movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. All right, Megan? Um, I was actually really torn between two films for this. The first one was Aliens, but that's just mm. because I'm an obscenely huge Alien fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like actual 80s sci-fi, I have to go with Akira because okay. Okay. it is. it was one of those detrimental films I saw way too young. Again, don't know where my parents were, <laughs> but <laughs> it was this turning point in animation where I could see that storytelling it didn't matter what medium you used as long as you did it well. Mm-hmm. And with Akira, it is so grotesque and beautiful at the same time. And it's just this horrifying look at what if. I mean, Japan has given us so many great cult films and to like portray different futures, for, especially with a lot of nuclear undertones. Mm-hmm. So Akira just kind of rocks my young world. And it's ultimately one of the things that drove me into illustration. Because oh, I was just nice. so profoundly impressed by it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's cool to know that that animation can, you know, work as a. The animated movies can touch you just as much as live action movies. If they're oh, written yeah. well, and they're animated well, they can have just they can be have more meanings than you know. There's some animated movies that I adore way yeah. over live action movies. You know, yes. and it's crazy that they can get performances from an animated character. That moves you to tears, you know. How about you, Beth? You have a favorite? Favorite um, of a blockbuster? My favorite uh, of the blockbusters would have to be, um, well, I don't know, actually know if it was a blockbuster. I have to look it up. But it would have to be Spaceballs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You have to realize I was young and I obsessed over that movie. Like I watched it every single weekend one summer because a friend of my parents had it on beta tape. And uh, <laughs> whenever we'd go over to their house on the weekends, I would watch it. I was obsessed with this movie. Yeah. And it's because of this movie, I actually even read Metamorphosis by Kafka because they reference it. Wow. <laughs> I went to the library wow. and I saw Kafka and I'm like, ooh, that thing. I know what it is. I should read it. And I'm like, this is about a cockroach? What is this? Um, I'm a no, mog. That movie half was man, beyond my half obsession. dog. <laughs> I'm my own best friend. I'm my own best friend. And it's so damn quotable. That's what helps too is it's so damn yeah. quotable. Yeah. yeah, but that's um, one of those hybrid movies yes. where it definitely has sci-fi undertones, but it's definitely a comedy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a sci-fi comedy. I mean, it's definitely yeah. a split film. Um, if you want to talk one of the, you know, kind of lesser known or the bombs of the 80s. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll okay. Talk about, yeah. Hold that. Yeah. Hold that thought. Save your bomb. <laughs> no, I'm all yeah. about the space balls, though. That, and they yeah. keep talking about a sequel. And I, I don't know if it'll be any good, but I, I'd be down for it anyway. Mm. A bit of a fun fact about Akira. It was actually a huge, like, success. It was one of the most expensive animated films ever made until Kiki's Delivery Service. But it was a monumental success. And people weren't nice. expecting it to be. That's mm. great. That's cool. How about you, Jenna? You have a favorite? I actually rewatched a movie about a month ago, and I was so excited to see it on your list, um, The Last Starfighter. I don't uh, know if it was a hit or no, not. That, I don't... That, w- that wouldn't be considered a hit. That was a, okay. That became a cult I, favorite, though. But I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And then watching it again about a month ago, I was like, I love this again. This is It held up really well. And I was so excited. And just the day of the arcade video games and whether you you're with the military or not the military was basically training these people and then it just so it reminded me of um oh oh gosh i can't think of his name the guy that wrote ready player one his second book was yeah, it Ernest Arm- Line. Arna, yeah. armada i think was the name mm-hmm. of the armada book. is the second book yeah but that was like the same thing was happening it's like they're training these kids not to go fight each other but to fight whatever may be out there that's a threat yeah. or We'll see what it is. And I, I don't know. I just thought it held up really well. I was really excited That's when great. I saw it on the list. <laughs> but yeah. that was not a uh, blockbuster, right? That, I, was I not a, that was not a blockbuster, no. I Well, I, I didn't think it but was. It's fine. But it's fine. It's still, it's one of my all-time favorites. So I'm I'm very happy. And we, I do have a, I more. think a blockbuster, but it's definitely not on your list. And it kind of crosses genres. Peggy Sue got married. Yeah, I love that. Okay, movie. I I remember oh, watching God. that. Yeah. Do you yeah. see how that could be sci-fi though? I mean, she goes back in time, but yeah, then... the time travel thing. Yeah, time travel movie. 
Sure. Yep. But then she goes to her grandpa, who's a Mason type grand poopal, and they perform this ceremony to try to get her back. And it's just like, that's so cool. That I just, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. So, that is, that is an extremely hard movie to find on DVD. And the last time I looked, it priced it at 80 bucks. I really oh, wow. missed that movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Coppola. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Mm. How about you, Tom? You have a favorite? blockbuster well yes Actually, a favorite period we've been talking both i didn't want to you know as as often is the case with these things I, I i don't like to pick the obvious um i think that i am well known for my star wars and star trek fandom mm-hmm. so I, I think it would be a little bit too obvious to pick uh empire strikes back and return of the jedi which came out in the 80s I also really wanted to say Star Trek for The Voyage Home because that was the movie that introduced me to Star Trek. I did not go in order with Star Trek. Yeah. I uh, started at four and then said, boy, this really seems like it's picking up from something. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> boy, was I right. Uh, so I went backward and saw three and then went backward and saw two. So that gave me the Genesis trilogy in backward order. And then my dad told me, well, you, you know that... Uh, Star Trek Two is based on an episode of the original. I'm like, no, no, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had like Star Trek was on in the house. You know, it was like while dinner was happening or being made show that mm-hmm. didn't quite register with me. But I watched it with my dad, which was really more like I, I did that with air quotes to the listeners. By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forget that. I forget that they're you can't not seeing see. this. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I watched it in air quotes with my dad. It was more like I watched my dad watching the show because it was not, you know, I, I just wasn't old enough. Same thing mm. happened with the short-lived Planet of the Apes TV series, which was on TV at the time. So my dad liked those two mo- those two shows, and. I knew of them because of him. So I went backward four, three, two. Then I saw Space Seed. Then I fell in love with the original series. Then I watched the whole original series by renting them at a local um, video store. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars fandom ended for me in the 80s because we, at that time, were not promised and really didn't look like we were going to get any more movies or shows. I was very wrong about that. But, you know, the 80s kind of ended my Star Wars and started my Star Trek. But if I had to pick something that isn't those two super obvious franchises, I actually am going to go with Cocoon. Oh, no, I love Cocoon. Nice. Yeah. That's a good choice. Cocoon, I want to watch baby. it if it's not streaming anywhere, not even to rent. Oh, I gotta, you got to own it. you got to buy it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to rewatch some stuff this week. and oh, I my So list. great. I'll even watch Cocoon the Return. I don't care. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed don't the care. Sequel. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. A little court, early Courtney Cox action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love Very that cool. movie. Very Super, cool. So tender, so wonderful, great performances. Um, very 80s, but yeah, but holds up. I mean, and it's got that those awesome 80s standbys. You got Gutenberg and you got uh, the, the kid from NeverEnding Story and you got uh, Bastion from NeverEnding Story. Mm-hmm. Barrett Oliver. That's his name. Barrett Oliver. And you got... Uh, Wilford Brimley and Don Amici and yeah, good good stuff. Yeah, for me, uh, obviously, I, I Star Wars, but we're not going to mention those. Right, it, so, it would be uh, so easy. Uh, another one that I mentioned, you know, it would be ET. ET's. Yeah, I, I was the prime age for that. I was perfect for that, and I fell in love with it. I thought um, you were going to bust out Krull. That's 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 not a blockbuster hit. Right. That's that'll be my that'll be in my discussion when we talk about movies that Oh nice. Oh see, I know my Kenny. (laughs) But another one would be Superman two. Which I love Superman. That came out in in seventies, late seventies. Yeah. So I couldn't include that. But Superman two came out in the eighties and that actually I enjoyed the first Superman, but the Superman two is still my favorite of the Superman movies. That has that would definitely yeah, that would definitely Production be on my history. My uh, oh yeah, that whole yeah. There's we can go. We'll do a whole separate podcast about the Superman movies. I I put that on my list, Kenny. I almost said it. Yeah, and then I had Aliens as well, like Megan. That's <laughs> that is my ultimate favorite Alien movie. Yeah, it's just it was an action flick, but it had the sci-fi scariness to it, but just enough yeah. 
the intrigue, the mystery. It was just a really well, like, you know, people who aren't fans of horror films can watch Aliens, enjoy yeah. it for the action and the story, but still get a little frightening too, you know, a little yep. scare here and there. And it's not in your face. Like the first Alien scared me to death, yeah. even though you really didn't see the Alien that much. And it was more like the Jaws, Jaws thing where you just knew it was there, but you yep. never really saw it. Um, but Aliens was just really, really fun. But so, yeah. So let's go another round. So you can either pick a huge blockbuster that you loved that, you know, or you can pick something that didn't do well at the box office, but you still loved it regardless. So, uh, Beth, you want to start? All right. Well, the one that I usually uh, don't admit to because I get made fun of, but Wait. I will admit was one of my favorites in the 80s would have been Master of the Universe. Masters of the uh, Universe. Yeah. I love Masters of the Universe. You yeah. want to talk Courtney Cox action. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny because I've watched, uh, you know, a lot of stuff making fun of Masters of the Universe. And I realize now I'm like, wow, that was kind of stupid. Um, oh, it is completely, 100%. But as a kid, though, I just wanted He-Man on screen, and that's what I got. And I got Evil Lynn, and I got everyone, and it's like sure. Grillcore or Grillcore. I don't even know what he was. I didn't care. <laughs> it was a silly little creature thing that looked like a fun plush toy, which was probably the point. And I'm right. like, all right. It just it was a fun movie for me yeah. as a kid. And, of course, I think it was one of the first movies to do one of those like end credit things when they showed uh, you know, uh, Skeletor at the end coming out of the acid, like, I'll be back. Oh, you yeah. know, it was one of the earliest ones to do that. Of course, they didn't make a sequel, but it was it was so much fun. Yeah. It was seriously right age, right time kind of movie. Right. Yep. But it's very 80s to me yeah. because I'm... He-Man was 80s. Yeah. Yep. And I was older and I still enjoyed it just because I was a dork at that time. Well, I'm still a dork now, but I was <laughs> even more of a dork then. So I, I adored Masters of the Universe. It was it, – yeah, it definitely is one of my favorite – I don't know if it's probably my top 10 favorite sci-fis of the 80s. Yeah, definitely. Not a film as much, but I mean, the, the Masters of the Universe cartoons were literally written and produced by ad agencies to sell toys. Oh, yeah. As uh, and stuff like that. And that's why they're not good. And, and Yeah. The toys, <laughs> the toys That Made Us is a Netflix series. <laughs> and they have, a, they have a whole He-Man. Yeah, they have a whole He-Man She-Ra thing. And they explain how the series was created because of the action figures first. And then they made the series of it. Which is crazy. Let's see. Oh, for me, it would be uh, obviously Tom Mitchell's Kroll. That's. Yes. I know it's not the highest quality. <laughs> I don't care. I, I will defend it until my dying breath that it is one of my most favorite science fiction. It's probably one of my top five. Megan is nodding, everybody. <laughs> Daddy, you have my sword. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. my bow. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will fight for you. Yeah. Oh. It, is, it is. It is. And I love the fact that it didn't start out being a science fiction movie. It was a fantasy movie. Yeah. Because Star Wars did so well, the studio <laughs> had to get their hands in it like they always do. And they're like, well, you have to make it space. And they're like, okay, we'll make, uh, we'll have a castle. It'll be a ship and it'll land. You know, it was so out there. Yeah. But it worked. Like you do. It's a fantasy and a sci-fi movie. Two of my most favorite things. It blended it pretty well. The effects are cool. I watched it probably, what, six months ago? Yeah. And I watch it yearly. But I watch it, and it's still, for me, and I, part of me, I don't know if it's the nostalgia of it, because it does take me back to when I was a kid watching. I saw it in the theater. I saw it on the big screen, you know, and I, it just, I, it, I adore that. But another one, really quick here. We already mentioned The Last Starfighter. Love Last Starfighter. Howard the Duck. Um, oh, I, I know, I know, I, I just lost <laughs> Megan. Um, <laughs> I, I had her, and then I just let her. Guys, you should see fingers. the Zoom is emptying. <laughs> I gotta go. It's it's <laughs> it's like you can't hit the end I, meeting fast I enough. I saw a double feature. It was a Leah Thompson <laughs> double feature at a local walk-in. It was two dollars and fifty cents. I saw Howard the Duck and Space Camp. Oh God! And I wow. was in heaven. <laughs> I was in heaven. I. It, I think somebody it has was, a Leah Thompson crush. <laughs> it was, it was, I had, I adored her. And yeah. it was just, it was, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know it was cheesy and I know the story was horrible and it made no sense. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I enjoyed every minute of it. I loved. You know, what's funny is I remember watching Howard the Duck a lot as a kid. Like that was one of those movies I did watch on a Saturday afternoon. Uh-huh. But I, Recently, uh, Honest Trailers 
did Howard the Duck and watching it, I'm like, I realize I don't remember this movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know I watched it. No impact, though. So I'm like, I'm curious what would happen if I went back now. I but don't own that do one. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jenna? Do you have another movie that you uh, liked? Another movie I liked, um, and it kind of has a little bit of nostalgia because it was the very first R-rated movie that I got to go see when I was 13. My parents took me. Um, It was uh, They Live. Oh, my God. I love that movie. I love that movie. And it just freaked me out so much. And, you know, but I I still and I'll see people in cosplay and I'm like, I got to get a picture with you. You know, I mean, it's just. That's a cult classic. That people, like I you said, really like that only one. certain people will know that movie. If you've not mm-hmm. seen They Live, especially now, like in today's time, I need to watch that movie again because it's so it's good. For yeah. Today's time. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, that the aliens obey. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. And they had Consume Roddy, Roddy and obey. as the main actor, which is oh, crazy. I did get to meet him one time, too. I guess that's part of the nostalgia of it, too. He's yeah. such a lovely person, such yeah. a nice person. He's we talked like about bagpipes for like, 20 minutes and it was awesome <laughs> no that's definitely that's a really good movie yeah that's on my list as well some of my favorites tom you have another one yeah you know first of all the list is great as you run down this list i mean so entertaining and so many chapters so many different flavors here mm. uh and then you got your crossovers with fantasy you got your crossovers with uh, parody like Spaceballs. But I, I one that we really loved, and my, my sister does a great impression of Lewis Gossett Jr. from this movie, which Enemy is hilarious. Mind. I can't do it. I wish I could Enemy do mind. it. Is uh, yeah. Enemy Mine, yeah. Yep. Um, this is a tight little story. This is uh, clever. If people don't know it, you've got uh, a human and an alien crash landed on a, on a, on a planet. You know, they got to help each other to survive it's kind of like uh the uh the 80s equivalent of darmok and jillard at tanagra type of deal <laughs> and uh, <laughs> beth just gave me a thumbs That's up a Star Trek I love Star Trek Star Trek yes. yes right here with you <laughs> but oh my goodness what a, th- we watched that movie a ton it it just i love survival stories mm. for one thing no matter what the circumstances no mo- no matter what the packaging I, I just kind of enjoy that kind of a pared down very simple movie i love a movie that the lion's share of the movie can be two three people or even one person Mm. so funny story real quick on that one uh i was in munich germany a couple years ago and i went to the studio where they shot never need story because i wanted to write falcor apparently that's also the studio where they shot enemy mine so they had tons of props and pictures and all this stuff up and i was just like so excited because it's my mom's favorite movie yeah. So I grew up with a lot of enemy mine influence, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So, <laughs> so I, I, just I, the, the landscape in that movie was just yeah. breathtaking and amazing how they built all that up. And I'm sure they used different angles to get different things. What I don't know how all that works. That's yeah. that's yeah. what y'all uh, do. A lot of but, um, <laughs> as well. My sister does a mean rock biter impression as well. But uh, <laughs> oh. but I just kind of feel like a, a a movie that can captivate you with that little going on yeah you know it's just one mission one simple thing gets you through the whole movie it's just um fascinating from a writing point of view yeah 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 i definitely need to do a rewatch i haven't seen that in over 20 years yeah so i do remember enjoying it well enemy mine and um never ending story were directed by the same person so that's probably the connection wolfgang peterson so cool yeah. I'm sorry, Beth. Did you, yes. did you get to ride Falcor? I did. I rode Falcor, and I have many pictures of me riding Falcor. That's that was one of the awesome. best days. Uh, I didn't know that's that. That's awesome. That. That's one reason to go to Germany. I like That's actually, yeah, as soon as I heard about that, I'm like, where do I go in Germany for this? And I'm like, Munich, <laughs> great. Take it, please. So, yes. Very cool. Jamie, you have another one? Yeah, this one I'm going to go with something very huge blockbuster, very mainstream, but still probably one of my top five favorite movies of all time Back to the Future. Um, oh yeah. Yes. You know, I am not sure I, I I'm not sure I would ever say Back to the Future is my all-time favorite trilogy because of Star Wars trilogies and other trilogies, but I if someone ha- asked me to argue it in a debate, I think I could successful, successfully argue it. <laughs> Amen. Um, but yeah, and, and I think Back to the Future works so well because it is a comedy, it is an action and it is a sci-fi at heart and it, it is very, 
you know, is able to cross genres so well. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it so many times. I, I still, I've watched it pretty recently again. I watched the whole trilogy a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I feel like it still very much holds up in so many time travel movies. I think since then, you know, get their, their tips from back to the future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great choice. Also uh, great. So I believe it's Alan Silvestri's score as well. Yeah. Alan Silvestri. Megan, you have another one? I do. Uh, I'm going to have to go with The Abyss. Ah, that's Ooh. another good one. That's a good that's, one. I, I grew up watching, like, just Sci-Fi Channel, apparently, because they had that <laughs> on rotation. They had Akira on rotation. I watched a lot of Predator, Alien. Again, yeah. Megan's just sitting in front of the TV as a child. But I love it. it. This movie just... A, I have a terrible fear of drowning. So the scenes with like getting oh. into the special suits and him slowly not drowning, but drowning. Oh, the liquid oxygen, feels, yeah. Oh, yeah, I couldn't oh, do it. Never. It fills me with a little oh, dread yeah. to this day, but I still yep. watch it because this movie is just still fantastic. Some yeah. of the dialogue doesn't check out so well anymore, <laughs> but that's okay because, you know, product of the times, it's fine. We move on. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a beautiful sci-fi film and the effects yes. at the end and just it holds such great tension throughout the entire movie. It's not boring at all. It's just, it's go, go, go from the start. Yeah. And I, it's still to this day, like one of those movies I'll see just out of the corner of my eye when I'm scrolling through stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I got a couple hours. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And have you seen the director's edition, the extended edition? No. Oh yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a, a... I was shocked. Cause I watched, there's a whole, yeah, there's a really longer version of it that got released. And I don't know where it's at. I don't know where you can get it. But I remember seeing it. And there's whole new scenes of the aliens underwater. Uh, it's, I'm going to find it. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can buy it. It's a DVD, Amazon. Is it used, like a director? Probably. Is it called Director's Edition or Extended Edition? Uh, I'll, I'll go get it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it really does. I felt like, because I, I, I would take a four hour movie if I could. And I know they can't, you know, because the general populace will not watch a four-hour movie. I'm like, give it, give me more. Don't cut anything from the movie. If you shot it, put it in the movie so I can watch yeah. it. You know. And so when they added this new material to the abyss, it was just like, oh my god, it's so good. I mean, I understand why they took I'm it excited. out. Excited, but you know, it's still, I, I enjoyed it. I, I haven't seen that one either in like 20 years. So that's another one. I really need to watch these. Special, edition. Special, special edition, edition is what it's special called. Edition. So the Abyss Special Edition is the extended version of it. Yeah, if you haven't seen that and you love the Abyss, definitely check that out. That's cool. I'm totally gonna look for that now because <laughs> I already like discounted Legend theatrical version. That doesn't exist anymore to me. Yeah, I watch both. Like, I go back and forth, but yeah. Um, I watch four hours of Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. All right, Beth, why don't you start off? Another one. All right. Well, another one I'll throw out there uh, was my good friend, uh, Weird Science. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the few. Uh, it, that's John Hughes, right? It's one of the few that John I actually Hughes. like from yes. him. Yeah, um, yes. And to be honest, I didn't understand it, but I found it very entertaining. There was a lot in there I didn't understand. Why they had bras in their head, didn't get it. Because um, <laughs> they're in dorks. And that's what they do. <laughs> As a kid, it just it was really funny. And then Chet at the end, it's just the whole thing was just ridiculous. And I was entertained, so... Yeah. And plus, Robert Downey Jr. is in it, so it's all about <laughs> that back true. then, too. <laughs> and Kelly LeBrock. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> LeBrock. <laughs> Where is she now? Uh, Jamie, you have another one for us? I would like to bring up a movie that I scared the living bejesus out of me when I saw it when I was like five or six years old. And then I very recently revisited it as in this week. And I actually realized that it is a cinematic classic, and that is Time Bandits. Um, oh. I, we did not have HBO or Showtime or any of that growing up. We just my parents didn't want to pay for it, and so uh, when 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 they would have the free weekends, I would just sit in front of the television for like two days straight and watch every movie <laughs> on there. And that was when I saw it. And not only did that movie just absolutely positively scare me to death, and the the end of the film just had me sobbing in tears. It has a dark ending. Um, and I just kind of told myself I will never, ever see this movie again. But I saw it on your list of, of films, you know, of sci-fi movies of the 80s. And I thought, oh, I think I saw it bumping around on HBO Max. And it is on HBO Max. And let me watch it. And I revisited it a few days ago. And it's actually, a, it's excellent. I just don't, yeah. it's a kid's movie. And then I saw it when I was too young. And it, it, it is, it's about 
a kid who's probably, I think, in the movie, like eight or nine years old, but it's terrifying and it's still terrifying as an adult. <laughs> and I thought it was such so well made and a really great adventure story. And I, I, I'm very much about the kind of trope. And I believe it really started back a long time ago with with uh, Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan and things like that, where there is a kid and they go to this fantastical world that you never are really sure if this world exists or not, if it just exists in their head or in a dream, mm-hmm. thing like yeah. that. And that's, you know, what the story is. So Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. definitely I, that's on my list as well. One of my top 10 favorite all time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, literally throughout my entire life, anytime someone says like, oh, what's a movie that you saw when you were too young that scared you? And I'll say, well, I saw The Shining when I was like five and it did scare me, but not like Time Bandits. <laughs> Time Bandits literally just yeah. killed me. Yeah, I, 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 I saw <laughs> Jaws. Jaws would be my movie. I was five or six when it came out. And yeah. it tore me. I, I wouldn't go in pools for the longest time. And even wow. lakes still to this day, I don't like wading in water. So it's it's, it's not sci-fi, but Poseidon Adventures scared me. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Terrified. So it's that same trapped feeling that you get watching The Abyss. It's very, very Mm. tough. Like I I did this thing for a while. Like I couldn't watch Poseidon Adventure unless I could hold my breath as long as Shelley Winters could. You know, (laughs) like I had to know if I could have survived. I did the same thing with the friggin getting out of out, you know, William Shatner saving the whales in Star Trek Four. I've got. Mm. Can I hold my breath as long as him? Could I have done it? And I would hold my breath as long as they did. And and I would always fail. And I was like, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. If I was on the Poseidon, I'd be dead. If I was sure, if I if I was Kirk, I'd be dead. Yeah. You know, and the world would be lost. Everything yeah. would be over. My parents would let me watch any horror movie, any scary movie, anything. As long as it did not have boobs and sex in it. I know that that's not scary. They were like, violence? That's okay. But- <laughs> I think my parents were the same way. That's crazy. How about, do you have another one, Jenna, for us? Um, Flash Gordon is Ooh, something that's a, yeah, that's that a I, ha- I haven't seen it in years, but, you know, it was something I remember watching as a kid on Saturdays in the afternoons when, mm-hmm. you know, and... And just the theme song to it now is just well it's now just yeah funny. everybody whenever everybody's flash, playing everyone it says ah yeah. it's just part of you know so it's so <laughs> cheesy but yeah. it you know it had that masters of the universe effect so Megan mm-hmm. you got to get your you know He Man fill in there a little bit and <laughs> yep that's very true yeah I haven't and seen then, Flash Gordon in forever wasn't Meg Foster in that one too or I may be thinking of somebody else with like piercing blue eyes. Um, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I don't know if she's in that one, but was able to rewatch Flash Gordon maybe four or five years ago at Sinespia and they had it at, at night and um okay. and sang along a little bit to the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's every really, one of us. Yeah, it's very catchy. Yeah. Uh Megan, you have another one? Uh I do. Um I'm gonna have to go with Real Genius. Thank ah, you. Yeah. I just rewatched that the other day, actually. Another good one. It's still so good. <laughs> it's one of the most quotable movies in my family. Like, we constantly quote that back and forth to each other. Yep. Just random text I'll get. Someone just sends that along, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's one of those days. Let's do this. That's a very young Val Kilmer. That is a baby Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> I was hot and I was hungry. This is true. <laughs> this is Jesus, Kent. They do blow up a house with popcorn. Yeah. They blow up yeah. a house with popcorn, that's for sure. Okay. From space. <laughs> And Laszlo wins thirty one point eight percent of the prizes. Yeah, can't quite figure that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's another another good one. How about you, Tom? So good. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned uh, Superman two, and uh, that's that's one of those movies. Like at this point, comic book movies have become almost their own genre because they are certain ones have alien in you know superman's an alien supergirl's an alien and then you got uh thor who's an alien but then you have like the homegrown sort of superhero like a batman which is terrestrial so there i guess is that middle ground a superman 2 middle ground that you talked about kenny mm-hmm. so i'm going to say uh what i really loved and it's because i had the hugest crush on helen slater uh. is supergirl Supergirl. I yes. love Supergirl. Yep. I loved those that. movies. All the Superman yeah. movies. Even Quest for Peace. We loved them all. <laughs> yes, we loved we at least, but we yeah. loved them all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, Supergirl. Supergirl has not been remade because I feel like that wasn't a super hit movie, and it no, it was. It was really pushed, like more female centered superhero films these days, or it hasn't been turned into a WB show even yet. Or well, yeah, sup- yeah, Supergirl is a Supergirl is a. Right, it yeah. has been turned into a WB yes. show. Been turned into a movie. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah no that that movie was not successful at all. No. Right. It it was a bomb. Uh, I mean, it was it was. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I haven't watched it in 20 years, so obviously it wasn't one of my most favorite things in the world to watch over and over again. Yeah. Peter O'Toole, Faye Dunaway. Wow. They got yep. the one crossover with Mark McClure as Jimmy Olsen. Yep. He was you the know, crossover. Same okay. universe. Yep. And Superman just happened to be out of town. Yeah, he was just, world. you know, he was off doing something. Not available. Yeah. Cool. So do we have any more, any, any anything that we didn't talk about that you absolutely have to talk about movie-wise that were your favorite? I was just going to say, like, we haven't even really touched on the the Empire Strikes Back and, and Return of the Jedi. And yeah. Just- but those were givens. I mean, those were, we all loved them. We all, you know, those are, I mean, those, yeah. I mean, those, they were my childhood. So, I mean, those will always be. <laughs> Some of my most favorite things in the world. I had a Return of the Jedi lunchbox when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, have. I did yeah. too. <laughs> found it. Found it not too terribly long ago, and I was like, "See," and I was showing my husband. I'm like, "See, I wasn't making this up. I really had this. <laughs> it was really mine." Julie and I found our Return of the Jedi uh, lunchbox recently. On it's going to be on a forthcoming episode of our podcast, Back Through the Basement, where we go through and find all of our stuff. So. The Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi. That's one of our nice uh, lunchbox is one of our cherished possessions. When I was a child and E.T. came out, I remember my parents did this thing where we bought like a certain amount of packages of Reese's pieces. And then you mailed in the UPC cold and they sang E.T. poster, which hung on my wall for many years as growing up. But definitely my dad like took that upon himself to do that and everything. But I don't know if, if they still... If like modern movies still have stuff like that, or maybe with the invention of the internet, you don't need it. You can just go online and order that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot different now nowadays. Yeah. But it was definitely new- don't have that collecting UPC symbol thing. Like I, I remember <laughs> yeah. sending away for my Boba Fett action figure, having to collect those things from the boxes of my Star Wars yeah. toys. Yep, which I couldn't yeah. do now because I don't open my packages. I would never cut them. <laughs> I know <laughs> that'd I be know. the worst thing in the world to have to cut the board. <laughs> Oh, it's so but. weird to see you releasing pictures of loose figures, <laughs> yes. Kenny. Those on are Instagram. those are played played with, yes. well played with loose figures. So yeah, let's uh, let me. Well, let's give my... Kenny one moment to talk about alienation, because yes. aren't you? Oh, I love yeah, alienation. <laughs> I do a podcast for alienation as well. Right. Uh, but this is alienation. The movie. I, I do the podcast. Well, I guess the podcast is technically the TV series that came out. Right. Uh, but we do discuss the movie as well. But yeah, the movie I enjoyed it i didn't enjoy it as much as the tv series yeah so i probably saw the movie thought it was good you know and then let it pass by me and then the tv series came out and i fell in love with the tv series yeah i think what happened there is the tv series really realized what it had well obviously they got to flesh out the characters yeah they got to um yeah yeah so and that's such a beautiful story that's classic sci-fi talking about what needs to be talked about and making it palatable yeah what's uh, great is my brother and i we're, we're the host of the podcast and it's still it's still it's it's a 20 year old series but it's still meaningful today everything they talk, it's about racism and about uh-huh. bigotry and about you know isolating a group of people and it's it's all it's a it's a human it's just human nature and it's just it's always going to be there. I don't think it'll ever go away, which makes it so great because you can watch them now. They still they still live up to, you know, they're still enjoyable. The episodes, uh, but I'm going to go through this list of movies really quick. And if I say anything, that you guys want to say something really quick, we can mention it. So obviously, Empire Strikes Back. We all love it. That's oh, great. Yeah. Perfect. Aliens, we talked about Terminator. No one talked about the Terminator. You know what's funny? I actually I am such did. a fan of the second one. Yes, me too. The first one is not actually on my. List. Uh, yeah. I've I've gone back and watched it. I'm like, eh, it's basically a love story that's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, but the second one, I adored that movie. But it came out yeah. in the '90s, so you know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. With you, I was the same way. I was like, I, I mean, I enjoyed the Terminator, but Terminator Two was by far leaps Holy and bounds crap. better. Yeah, Terminator Two, uh, perfect film. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Blade Runner, which we talked about. E.T. We all love that. Predator. Anybody? Yeah. Uh, that's one you know, of the action films from the 80s. I enjoyed it. I Yeah. It's, I, I think that's more action than sci-fi. The only fact that that's an alien who's attacking them. But, you know, it definitely felt more sci-fi or more action-y. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. More than science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have Star Wars Return of the Jedi. We have Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan we talked about. How about The Thing? Which is a horror film, but it's definitely... Has the sci-fi element to it. That was, uh, we did a, my roommate and I last October did a, uh, like, two-time-a-week horror movie night where uh-huh. one I would pick a movie and the other night they would pick a movie. And that was one of their picks. And it was really great to rewatch it. It's a great film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it in years. And it was still scary and just so well yeah. done. I just remember I was at a drive-in theater because this is what we did back in the day. And I was seeing something like Snow White and Seven Dwarfs or something. I was young, uh, and this was obviously a re-release of Snow White on the big screen. And I was walking to the concession, and I remember a head, a severed head, and, and little legs sprouting out and running across the screen as I was walking to the concession. Because you can see other movies as well mm-hmm. around you. Right. And I had no idea what that was. And then obviously later found out it was the thing. But yeah, that, that image of the, little, of, the person, of the guy's head with the little legs crawling across the floor is stuck in my brain forever. They kind of have to tip well, your hat um, to like sci-fi horror because then you have like Ghostbusters, Reanimator, The Thing. Yeah. So many well, wonderful don't forget, blends too. in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And don't forget The Fly. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 props to The Fly. Yeah. Yep. That one was a really good one as well. That one scared right. the crap out of me, especially when he <laughs> became, oh no, nuh-uh. <laughs> oh, for me, yeah. for you, and you're just like, no girl, run. <laughs> you're like, I'm out, peace. <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing the original Fly. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I thought we were getting. And this, the new, you know, the remake of it was just so much more and so much more gory and so much more intense. And yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Kenny, didn't we both work? Because I worked on the the making of The Fly. Yes, we worked on that. We we both worked on that, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in the credits of that one. Yep. <laughs> that making of special, uh, The Fly Papers, it was called. <laughs> yes, um, it was. I do remember Holly, that. Hollywood's look at. You know, inside called the biggest inside something yeah. long, yeah, long winded, really long. It was an any biography type of show back in exactly. The day. That uh, that special is on the release of the Fly Two on DVD. Oh, that's cool. That's good yeah. to know. Uh, then we have uh, the Abyss. We talked about the last Starfighter. We all liked uh, Tron. Yeah, See, I adore Tron. Tron. Right. I saw Tron mm-hmm. and Star Trek: The Motion Picture. As a double feature, wow. I love Tron, and I fell asleep on Star Trek: The Motion Picture. <laughs> it's a drive-in, so that's really cool. I saw Tron at a marathon thing at the El Capitan Theater. They did like a, the new one, and then they just kept going through. Yeah, it. lots of trivia. Oh, that's it was cool. a fun night. That would be cool. Yeah, that must have been cool. At the El Capitan when I was probably 21, 22, and in LA, and it was just a one-off at El Capitan back in the early two thousands. But well, long yeah. before people. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely my top ten there. Uh, the Running Man, another Arnold mm. Schwarzenegger mm. movie. I do uh, like that one. Often, often forgotten, but yeah, it's a good movie. It's yeah. a, it was enjoyable. Uh, who's the famous talk sh- uh, game show host that's in it? What, uh, Dawson, Richard Dawson. Yes, yep. yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Family Feud. Yep. Uh, Kissed all the ladies. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, we have They Live. We mentioned They Live, which is an amazing film. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch that. Superman 2, Flight of the Navigator. Oh, oh Flight yeah. of the Navigator. That That's a Love, classic for sure. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, Enemy Mine, we talked about. Cocoon, Starman. Anyone remember Starman? Oh. John Carpenter's Starman. Barely with, remember uh, that. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, just a blip on my radar. But I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it. It was a love story. Obviously, an wow. alien and a human woman. But I don't remember I, that at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have... remember reading it on this list. <laughs> then we have Time Bandits, which we discussed. Batteries not included. <laughs> Batteries I not included. loved that movie. I that liked one... that movie. Yeah, that one reminded me of like the Cocoon because it had Jessica Tandy <laughs> and Hume Cronin. It had all the same older actors. I just adored that movie. It was Cocoon trying not to be Cocoon and failing at both things, I think. Oh no! I I, yeah. I adored that movie. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> Beth is shaking her head. I think she's with me. <laughs> I 
I actually don't remember Batteries Not Included. I know I watched it, but I don't remember yeah. any part of it. I'm sorry. That's fine. And you enjoyed it, Jenna? Oh, I, I did enjoy it. I I had seen it before, and this is when I was a kid. I had seen it, and then um, Wednesday nights I would go to youth group, and we had a very small group, and decided to go to the movies, and it was either that or Overboard, and mm-hmm. I was like, let's go see Batteries Not Included because I'd already seen both of them, and I'm like, oh, let's go see this one, and it yeah. was yeah, much better choice. So. <laughs> I think I think I have to do a retraction because I think I'm conflating it with Mac and Me. Oh my God! Uh, oh God! Please. Mac and oh. Mac and Me is just—that's horrible. That's atrocious, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mac and Me is like a poor man's ET. Yeah, right. Extremely poor what, man. So, what's batteries not included? Battery not included are these little aliens that come to this building that's being uh, torn down, and it's these old people who live there. Elizabeth Pena also lives there, hmm. and uh, they just—they bring new life to this building and these people. It's a very sweet story. It's very good. It's a very. Oh, very now I feel bad because you maybe haven't I seen it. You should definitely crap. check it out because it's. I, I if you like Cocoon, it. I couldn't imagine yeah. you not liking. Yeah. That okay. movie too, but all right, definitely yeah. check it out. Uh, but we're all Brazil. agreed that Mac and Me is is yes. a trash. Mac and Me, okay. yes. Do we it once? No, don't need we don't. To see it ever we again, don't have full so. agreement. All yeah. right. Well, the next movie, Brazil, which I've never seen. One of the one of my blind spots. Right after I finished Time Bandits, I was like, I should just keep stay up late and go right into Brazil, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. And I don't rate yeah. my donut, but he's not home right now, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not many on Brazil. How about Dune? David Lynch's Dune. I, I remember yeah. the original and it was just weird. They had bright blue eyes, and I didn't quite yeah. get it. I've never I'm very confused. By it. <laughs> yeah. I love Spice. the book. All about the Spice's life. I hated <laughs> that movie. Yeah. I hate oh, it. I can, yeah, I most most book soul. lovers hated the movie. So bad. So, yeah. It could be the, the remake that was supposed to come out already that is whenever it comes out this year. Could be great. I don't know. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then we had Alienation, which I talked about. Explorers. People remember Explorers. I Explorers. I, I thought yeah. about that, but I do, I almost consider that more of a kid's movie, even though it is a straight sci-fi movie. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, River Phoenix, who I love, and and uh, Ethan Hawke uh, yeah. are the children in it. And even though yeah. they I feel like they were probably like 15, 16, but they were playing like 11 or 12 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely, that's a favorite of mine. I haven't seen it in years, but it's yeah, definitely a favorite. Yeah. How about 2010? Not sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember seeing it. I'm sure I had at the time. Like one of the movies all time. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. The other uh, one is not bad people. Yeah. Uh, Critters. Yes. I, love, I critters. love critters. I love critters. It was it was such a good again. It's the how the horror sci-fi, but they were it was just good. I just I enjoyed it. Um, I I just remember from one of the films when they eat the Easter bunny, and I just remember <laughs> as a child being delighted with the murder meatballs who ate the Easter bunny. Like I loved critters. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just, I remember a scene vividly where there were a big ball of them and they're rolling and they rolled over somebody and they ate all his skin. So it was a skeleton. And that's just, it was, it's, it's a, it's a fun, campy horror movie, yeah. horror sci-fi. Yep. So I get, would, where um, would we place gremlins? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I wonder if this actually is in the same vein as gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins. I don't. Is that sci-fi or more fantasy? Well, the thing with gremlins See, is I, pulled... I think because they don't define what the gremlins are, like where they yeah. come from, they, they could be terrestrial or uh, extraterrestrial. True. More than True. likely. Yeah. Or that, interdimensional. That, this list I yeah. gave you guys, I pulled off about 30 movies. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't think that's science fiction. That's more fantasy. You know, that type right. of thing. And I wanted to get to the core. So, yeah, gremlins, I think, was on this list. And I pulled it just because... Yeah. I don't know if it's a sci-fi film. I mean, maybe. Uh, critters in Critters yeah, yes. Aliens? I'm sorry? Are the Critters in Critters yes. Aliens? Critters are they aliens. Are. They come from oh. a meteor that crashes on Earth. I okay. Think. Yeah, I that's think that's why it's easier from. to define that as science fiction, whereas Gremlins, right. yes. we don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, They're more yeah we don't know. Aliens. There's some ancient Chinese creature that, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Master of the Universe, we talked about. Kroll, we talked about. Life Force. Does anyone remember Life Force? It was about space vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. I went to the theaters. I remember seeing this in the theater. 
<laughs> the listeners have checked out by now. They're like, we are, what are you talking about? Life force. Yeah. They either was, left because I bashed on batteries not included, um, or they just have they <laughs> mean, eroded into a realm of obscurity. Well, you know, I, I enjoyed Life Force, so if you have a chance to check it out, you should I'm going to have to watch some uh, of these. Howard the Duck. Uh, we talked about Space Hunter. Does anyone remember Space Hunter? Howard the Duck Molly got Ringo. way too much airtime. <laughs> no. Uh, no one remembers Space Hunter. It was in 3D. That's another... That was a really – it's a post-apocalyptic type of world, uh, but has Molly Ringwald in it, and that's why I watched it. Um, there you go. It was good. I enjoyed it. How about Battle Beyond the Stars? Battle Beyond the Stars? Nobody? God. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we talked Supergirl, Flash Gordon, and then, uh, of course, we have The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that, I, I haven't seen that in years, but – I do That's remember enjoying it. Foreman. I, I know now that I see it, I'm like, okay, yes, I I know what this movie is. But right. yeah, the, the, yeah. the tail end of this list is uh, very obscure. I don't. Ah, I mean, they. Hey, I got this list from a top 100 sci-fi movies. No, no, no. It, they so, they're legit. I, I am just, just reiterating what they. Uh, and like I said, I. I pulled out a lot, so. A film that I thought about talking about, but I didn't only because I have not seen it in a really long time, and I do, I even own it, and I just haven't watched it, is the Transformers, the movie, the animated uh, film. Yeah. Mm, that's Great so movie. sad. That one breaks my heart every time. Yeah, I love that movie. Like, I, I guess it's considered sci-fi, but then I was like, oh, I haven't watched yeah. it in a time, and I just, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely well, sci-fi. I have an available version of it. I just, it, it's a CD-ROM, and I don't have a CD-ROM on any <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to point out another movie that technically could be on this list is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, that was on the list. Journey. I pulled it. Yes, I, I I pulled it, but yes, that was because on the it's more list of a history well. lesson. Yeah, it is time yeah, travel. Yeah, I just it is time, <laughs> it's time travel. travel. But I but I don't know. Time travel to me is almost more fantasy based than science fiction. But I guess yeah, science fiction <laughs> is such a hard term to define. So hey, yes, Bill and Ted's definitely was on the list, and that would definitely be. I should have just left the list the way it was. Um, <laughs> I, also believe, I also believe our good friend RoboCop deserves RoboCop was on the list. It was on the list as well. Yep. Oh. And I, I pulled that one as well. from That me. movie was one of the most violent movies I watched as a child. <laughs> yes, I can't believe too. my parents let me watch that movie as a child. Yep. Yes. When he blows his hand off during the opening fight, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why did I get to watch this? <laughs> yeah. The Antonellis yeah. family loves them some RoboCop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, never saw the remake, but definitely oh, loved the original. Oh, the remake is nothing compared to yeah. the original. That's no, the 80s, they got away with a lot more violence than we ever got to see after that. I mean, come on, oh, Indiana yeah. Jones took a heart out of someone, so. True, yeah. yeah. Those movies got away with so much more. Uh, and, yeah, another one I pulled was Runaway. Does you remember Runaway with Tom Selleck? Oh, God, wow. No, with little, they're like little bugs, mechanical bugs. No, oh, yeah. Oh, that's it's been a, so long, but yeah, that sounds. Yeah. That's up there with Life Force for me. <laughs> All right, I think Life we've grown Force. We're gonna watch Space Hunter enough. now. Uh, yes, please. Well, yeah, you should definitely check out some of these if you want to watch some sci-fi stuff, um, some good stuff. And then you can come on my other podcast, Confessions, and do a whole Confessions <laughs> Make of us. Seen this movie and see. See, it's how I work. I, I dangle movies in front of you guys and get your attention, and then. You, you're mine forever on podcasts. Well, I, I actually have no compunction admitting that I have not seen or confessing that I have not seen Life Force. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I don't feel that my... my... I feel you have to watch it now I'm and like, then come on confessions and explain it. Because yes. I made fun of it. Yep. So yep. Yep. Battery's yes. not included first, then yes, watch that, maybe and then Life, Life Force. Force. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys again for stopping by and chatting. This was a lot of fun. And, of course, mm -hmm. it went a lot longer than I anticipated. But it's all good stuff. I'm all amazing science fiction. So, I mean, 80s were prime for science fiction. Yes. I mean, we had some of the best 80s stuff, in my opinion. Sci-fi horror, sci-fi comedy, sci-fi yep. everything. All right. So before we leave, uh, I know a lot of you guys are in the industry. A lot of you guys are doing lots of virtual online things as well. So if you want to promote anything or if you want people to follow you on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, this is your time to do it. So Jamie, why don't you start off? Sure. Uh, I write for uh, a friend's website called spoilerfreereviews.com. 
We review mostly film and television stuff, but we also do album, music albums, and video games. Uh, so check us out. Yeah, and the great thing about it is you will not be spoiled. That's great. Yeah, we need places like that. Megan? Actually, uh, people can find my illustrations and my artwork on Instagram at Sketch It Snips. I'm currently working on a horror comic with my spouse along with a couple other projects. So I'll be posting up there frequently. Awesome. Yes. And uh, I can contest to her artistry because I have a Henry Cavill on my kitchen. It's on my kitchen cabinet. It's framed and everything. It looks great. Oh, it's yay. awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. So I get to, he smiles at me every time I walk into the kitchen. So yeah. it makes me happy. That's a good thing. All day. right. Tom, I left you for last because I know you have the most. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to watch Onward as part of my confession. Yes, that's not that's me. On, that's not you. <laughs> yes, on my Teddy's confession other fanboy. Yes. <laughs> so, relevant to science fiction, I am a voice on a few really fun Star Trek and Star Wars podcasts. So, if you check out Star Trek Shadows of Tyranny, I voice Scotty and Dr. McCoy as tribute to James Doohan and DeForest Kelly on uh, on that podcast i do a bunch of ancillary characters as well on starship excelsior they brought me in to create an entire alien race which was great and to create the the vocal and pronunciation bible i portray the main character and then all the other actors had to learn how to do my accent so <laughs> uh i tortured them a little bit i've also voiced grand nagus rom as a tribute to max grudanchik on Star Trek Lost Frontier and Max was really kind enough I reached out to him first to make sure it was okay that I took that part and if he didn't want to do it he was really awesome about it and uh, actually said it's kind of like Hamlet Tom you know we pass Rom down through the generations and <laughs> you're just the next in line to inherit the mantle nice. <laughs> it was a great text conversation so thank you Max and thank you to all those folks and I there's a new Star Trek audio podcast that I may be cast in that's in the works. Uh, as for Star Wars, I did a voice on Star Wars Crusade of the Rebellion, and I play numerous characters on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Resurgence, which is really cool if you love that game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like continuing the story that the game launched back cool. in the day and ca carrying forward. So I do some legacy character voice matches, and then I do some original characters. The biggest thing, though, that is so 80s is back through the basement with my sister, Julie. So we are we 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 uh, we bow like Wayne and Garth to Kenny's incredible collection of toys. We can't quite meet or match him, but we've got a great collection that we go through. And you can join us as we go back through the basement and learn about all the stuff that we're finding there and, and learn about me and Julie and really have a laugh. Uh, it was launched during the pandemic, and it is the our answer to a really tough time. So that's how you can fall down the Tom Antonellis rabbit hole. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me, and we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. This was fun. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Like I said, we had so much fun discussing 80s movies. There are some classic science fiction movies from the 80s. Hopefully you guys have seen them. Hopefully we discussed some that you really enjoyed. Let me know if, if you have any favorites of your own. You can go ahead and email me at thegeekroundtable at gmail.com. Would love to hear your thoughts. And hopefully you guys enjoyed our roundtable on 1980s sci-fi movies. Once again, I want to thank Jenna, Jamie, Beth, Megan, and Tom for joining me. And I want to thank you guys, my listeners, for coming back each month and joining our roundtable. So until next time, guys, take care. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series, Alienation. 
This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. I'm Tom, sheltering at home in L.A. I'm Julie, sheltering in the home we both grew up in in Boston. And together, we're We're going going back back through through the the basement. basement. Mom and Dad want us to go through (laughs) all of our toys and belongings. I think Mom and Dad are taking advantage of the pandemic. (laughs) What the f*** is that guy? It's called a wuzzle. Mommy, go crazy! So laugh. (laughs) That thing is so (laughs) fucked up! Get emotional. <laughs> I have a fucking mess over here. And discover what we find and what we keep. Which will probably be everything, Jules. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you to Kenny Mitleider and everyone around the Geek Roundtable. Thank you to all their listeners. From us in the basement, we want you to know you are all keeps. Definite keeps. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved.